the Memory Two Brains podcast Welcome. again. Um, I'm Rob Saunders. <laughs> I'm Tom Barrett with a mouthful of Pepsi Max. And uh, we've got Carl with us again. Hello, Carl. Hi. Oh, you're right. You yeah, enjoyed it the last couple of weeks. You thought you'd come back again. Yeah, I've been having fun. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? It's, it's good. It's fun it's chatting good. to us. We are fun, aren't we? Yeah, it's good. Well, normally, uh, listening to your podcast is like having a conversation with you two, but I can't get a word in. But that's, now, how, that's how we like now it. That's the idea, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was surprised when you invited me on because I thought, oh, they've just made a podcast to stop me interrupting with, who oh, will actually. Uh. <laughs> you know, last week I barely spoke because you guys were talking about Man of the Gathering so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's disgusting how much knowledge you can pick up on a thing, isn't it? It's ridiculous. Like, like on about magic. <laughs> like, uh, like um, what I was saying to Tom was pretty base level. Like, oh, have you heard this thing? Yeah, I'd imagine there's people. That all those like alien, all those alien terms you suddenly adopt when you yeah. learn. A My thing head is, strange. is so full of nonsense. From I do it occasionally. I'll just get stuck in a click hole. I'll like, keep nonsense out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Can't stop listening. Them, making lists for the oncoming nonsense escape. <laughs> Got them all in my head. I can't write them down. I'll take the list away if I write it down. So I keep them in my head. I know they're post. You're not like and... Philip Schofield when. Uh... Do you remember this when Philip Schofield yeah. was on? Uh, no, when David Cameron was on yeah. this morning, and Philip Schofield gave him a list of like suspected sex offenders. Yeah, that was, uh, I, I, interesting. I, I, what I mean, a way to start I, the podcast. I've not seen that, but what I like the idea is, is if this Philip Schofield's got this list of names and he's quizzing David Cameron, so he's like uh, Peter Reynolds. Yes, he is a sex no, yeah. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. If, if I, Andrew Dickinson. Yes, he is. Yes, correct. There might yeah. be people listening to this with those names. If, 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 if I remember... They're all male teachers from school and they fucking know what they did. Oh, my God! <laughs> um, if I remember right, with that clip with Philip Schofield, he goes, he says to David Cameron, well, I've got a list of people here, gives it to him, and he's mm. like, what are you going to do about it? And David Cameron, I think, actually does something that seems very decent and well-rounded as he goes, he puts it down and he says, I think, Philip, that's very dangerous and we yeah, shouldn't yeah. be going down that route. Yeah. And then yeah. if I remember correctly, Gordon Gopher turns up. That's yeah, that's it, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. I mean, the best thing to happen on TV when David Cameron was on was on the one show. Yes, where at the end, where, Yeah, where Matt Baker just went, oh, just one last thing. How do you sleep at night? What was Cameron's response to that? I think he, he didn't even get a chance because it was like literally the end of the program. I'd loved it if he said, "Without my blue Peter badge, you bastard!" and just slapped him and ran yeah, off yeah. crying. David Cameron doesn't cry. He's the yeah, robots can't cry. No, his tear ducts are fucked. He has to put in eye drops every five minutes. Oh, does he? Yeah, no, I've made that up. Well, you've lost another listener. <laughs> David Cameron's not listening to this anymore. Number ten market gone. Maybe you should, eh? Maybe that'd learn him a thing. You <laughs> <laughs> definitely learned a lot about Magic the Gathering, at least. Like, yeah. He loves it. Um, well, He'd like, be blue, wouldn't he? <laughs> he would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, makes sense. He'd pretend he was white. Yeah. <laughs> He'd just be milling. Yeah. George Osborne is milling the NHS yeah. at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. What's happened to this podcast already? Oh, it costs uh, three of your manor to exile the NHS. <laughs> oh, oh well, I can't do anything about that. Well, the only hope we've got is if we can get a uh, retreat from our graveyard at some point, do that, and then put it back in. No, yeah, there we go. Um, this some, is a that's some choice satire. For some the, choice uh, Magic the Gathering based satire <laughs> for everyone there. Yeah. I know for a fact that no one I know listens to this knows the first thing about Magic the Gathering. <laughs> the one yeah. listener that does is sat here. So. Well, fair enough. <laughs> like I said, I want to. We were speaking about horror at the end. I want to engineer it in something I know about. 
Let's talk horror. about horror. Horror. Well, we were talking about horror video games. Well, I so. made a claim that um, that's my uh, that that now is the way like horror affects me the most. I think is a, video, a horror video. Yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes I get well into it. I'll um, like uh, Silent Hill Two. I remember like oh, I, I played that like late at night with the sound up. It's the, yeah, the best lights way. off. Yeah, and yeah. It's fun to kind of do that and. Um, Yes, there's some great horror games. I kind of um, survival horror more than. Yeah, yeah. I think horror games can show that kind of like desperation and that like fear of like. I can't. Um, I think because a film plays, it's going to happen anyway. But it, with a game, it's like you have to progress. Yeah, that's you have true, to yeah, progress yeah. for anything to happen, but it's going to be scary. Yeah. And like, there's a lot of. Um, I think games can make you vulnerable in that and that's not used as well well I think because it's just totally like, immersive isn't it yeah like but I think there's, there's it's all... easy not to concentrate on a film whereas it's quite hard to not concentrate there's, while you're playing a computer there's, game. A, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of you know horror games that are just um, you know they're just jump scares or they've yeah. got monsters <clears> in them but I think actually games when they work well can really like give you a sense of unease and rob you of your like power and your thing yeah. like actually they can do that really well. The yeah. Last of Us. It's great. Last, Last of Us has some great moments. Yeah. Um, there's also, it's a little bit wacky, but there's a game called Eternal Darkness, I think, which um, has an element of the game where there's like, the characters have a sanity meter. Oh, right. And yeah, um, nice. the best way to play the game is just to let your character go insane and then just try and play the game with like, all the insanity yeah. to max because it does stuff that messes with you. Um, it's an old GameCube game and it'll... Um, You'll walk into a room and it'll you'll take two steps and the game will just freeze. So you think <laughs> the game's crashed for a couple of seconds and then it'll carry on or it'll um, pretend it's like changed the channels or it'll look like oh, wow, the sound's yeah, been turned really down. That's or um, really clever. Yeah. One of the ones it'll do is if the same is down, if you go to save your game, it'll look like you've lost all your saves and it'll go like memory card corrupted. <laughs> oh man! It's got loads of fun elements like really that. Cool. This is a good uh, level of. That um, sounds really good. What was it called again? Uh, Eternal Darkness. It came oh, out wow. on the, cool. the, the actual game's like, okay, it's yeah. a little bit kind of like post-Resident Evil, mm. kind of wander around, kill monsters yeah. and move around things. But that element is really good fun. That sounds great. What did, what did you guys think of like the, the games? I can't remember the studio that makes them now, but the first one was Fahrenheit, then they did Heavy Rain. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think, what's the, the Beyond um, Two Souls? Yeah, I've, never, I've not played Beyond Two Souls, but Heavy Rain is amazing. I really yeah. like Heavy I Rain. I could not stand Heavy Rain. Really? really? Yeah, um, well, I've played it, and because it's a video game, um, have you played Journey? Journey's amazing. Journey. No, have you played yeah, Journey? Yeah. Um, I read an, an interview with this guy, and he was saying when he made that game, the whole point of the game was to make it um, so people, um, so there was no like animosity between yeah. online players. Yeah. And there used to be an element in that game where you could push people to solve a puzzle. You'd have to yeah. both push against the wind or something. And even though his designs were all designed that game from the outset like that, he once that element was in the game, people just started pushing each other off cliffs yeah. and things. Yeah. And he was like really broken and really sad about it. And he spoke to his friend who's a child psychologist and she said, um, the problem is, is when you play a video game, you are essentially like a newborn. You don't know the rules of the world. So you explore them mm. in the same way a child will just cry to see what happens. Yeah. In a video game, you'll do things like, you know, like in GTA, like people will punch people in GTA just to see what happens. They <laughs> yeah. don't do it to be vicious yeah. Yeah. Like, and so that's why in that game journey people did that was because mm. it was available to do so with heavy rain you have all these options and ideas so i decided to play the game doing as little as possible 
and <laughs> like like literally like I failed every timed yeah. cutscene. Yeah. Um, any time I could just leave a scene, I just did. So it was like you need to talk to that person, and I just leave. I did that, completed the game, and I got the same ending my friend did, who tried his best to like solve the murder. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this multi-ended like uh, yeah. thought thing is a little bit. Um, and there was a bit. The game for me should have started when you're the dad, your kid's already missing or whatever, yeah. and the game should have started with you in that hotel room opening that box and being like, what the fuck is this? Right. That's when the game, I think, should have started. But like, I think it's an interesting idea, and I think that could be done well, but it just didn't quite Yeah, gel. I really enjoyed it. I, I liked it a lot. But, but yeah. For me, um, I liked it because I used to love point and click games. Yeah. And it's still inferior to something like uh, Monkey Island, Monkey, yeah, yeah. you know, or, or Indiana Jones' favourite Lantis. <laughs> have, you, have you played um, the Neverhood game? Uh, no. They did Skull Monkeys for the PS1, and they did uh, Neverhood for the. It's the like first game. It's that's a point and click adventure, but it's all plaster scene animated. Oh wow! So it, it oh, looks God. amazing. Uh, the Neverhood. Um, <laughs> Tom's writing it as well. I've, I've, I've only that. played a bit of it, but it's a. Um, the game plays like a little bit. It's not quite up to snuff, but the design and the feel of it is incredible. And Skull yeah. Monkeys was done the same, but cool. that's like a hard as nails platformer. Yeah. Um, and the soundtrack's superb as well. It's done by this guy called Terry Scott Taylor, and it all sounds like um, both soundtracks on a double disc thing called The Imaginarium Songs of the Neverhood. <laughs> right. And um, it all sounds like uh, falling down. It, it all kind of sa- has that like kind of like homemade kind of junk oh, sound yeah. it's all kind of like weird instrumental like scat singing and stuff and it's all like this weird like clingy clangy like weird it's great oh, yeah. it's so much fun I'm so excited <laughs> you've basically given Tom a boner talking about two of my um, favourite things in this world are stop motion and point and click games but, um, and boners and boners on about point, point and click have you played um, Clock Tower <laughs> No, which is uh, it's a point and click adventure game on the SNES. That's uh, one of the first on the SNES. Wow. On the SNES, yeah, it's a uh, that's point and click, and that's a game where you're wandering around this weird house, and uh, every now and then this weird guy with scissors will just appear, and you have to like <laughs> leg it. Um, but that's got all kinds of weird endings, and you can wander around. Yeah. It's like a horror game, but um, that's good. Uh, what other? I think, so that's just like kind of a survival horror game. I think I might be wrong. I think the first credited survival horror game might be something called I think it's called Sweet Home maybe have any of you played that no. it's called Something Home and it's on the NES it right. looks like a like um, like a kind of old RPG like yeah. with those sprites um, you have a few characters you can switch between them you have to kind of go through this house and battle and stuff and yeah, that's like credited as the first wow. survival. I think it's the first survival horror game. Yeah. It's, it's it's quite good. It, it still works. It's still playable. Um, yeah, it's quite. It's quite the, good that evolution game. is fascinating. Yeah, because yeah, video games, it's, they've not been around that long, but they have come so far. Yeah, ridiculous. well, that yeah. that game has the the loading screens have the door transitions, which oh, Jesus. Resident wow. Evil. Yeah, yeah. So, Wow, yeah. I think Resident Evil One started was going to be a remake of it because it's set in like one house. Oh, right. I just want to start googling yeah. stuff. I tried because I, I, I really no, Richard Osman's station because <laughs> I really liked um, survival horror games. I was like, oh, I'll try and see like where 
all these come from. But then a lot of those RPGs and stuff then go back to D&D and things, don't they? Yeah, yeah so was, I, was talk, I was talking to someone the other day about how how much of like pop culture has been informed by Dungeons & Dragons. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's when yeah. you really... Like, people, like, you know, there's a lot of like phone app games and stuff where you'd earn experience points. It's not a role-playing game or anything, but you earn XP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, XP, and you level up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, HP. So much of... Well, that whole, yeah. that whole D20 system, you know, if you play uh, any, like, game like that on a... Yeah. That's doing that D20 thing yeah. just behind the scenes. Yeah. Like, they've just put some fancy graphics onto it, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's amazing, really, like, how much it's affected, like, gaming, not just, like, tabletop gaming, but just... Well, not just gaming as well, just like like I said, pop culture in general. It's mm. amazing, yeah. I watched a... Um... Like, so many of those... Sorry, I was going to say... Just, <laughs> right. I was just going to say so many of those um, just, like, fantasy archetypes and stuff, yeah. kind of Highlanders. You know, it's like things influencing each other. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, a lot of that is... Well, there was a lot of stuff in the original Dungeons and Dragons that they had to change because of um, the Tolkien estate. Yeah, uh, like Hobbits. Hobbits had Hobbits. higher and things. Yeah. And wasn't, was, I think um, there was a big thing about having the rules for a Balrog in there and they weren't allowed to do that. Um, am yeah. I right in thinking that the Gary... Gygax. Gary Gygax. Gygax. And Dave wasn't Arson. a big Lord of the Rings fan. He was more of a Conan guy. Yeah, no, he, he, yeah he never really... like. In one of the older books, I've not forgotten which one it is. There's a, like a recommended reading list, and like Lord of the Rings is like the eighth on there or something. It's he was more inspired by uh, like Robert E. Howard, like you said, Conan and things like that. And yeah, do you know how D and D started? I know we're supposed to be talking about horror. Well, I was going to talk yeah. a bit about that, but you know more about it than me. Go yeah, ahead. yeah. Um, it was it was uh, well before because obviously like when it came to gaming. Like when it comes to the more like strategy gaming and things, it was all historical war. Yeah. And there was, uh, <clears throat> it was, I mean, especially when it came to miniatures and stuff, like the idea of having a fantasy miniatures was, wasn't even yeah. a thing. Um, and they, uh, so um, like Gary Gygax and Dave Arneson were in two separate like wargaming societies and they would, uh, you know, it'd be like uh, historical battles and stuff. And they wrote, uh, I forgot who it was now, one of the two wrote a a set of rules for medieval warfare called Chainmail. Mm. And then they wrote a fantasy supplement for it in the in, in the book there was rules to play fantasy stuff. Yeah. And then that and then well I think it might have been Gygax was doing that. There was the he was doing um Blackmore, where he would like use this supplement to run a, a game where each person played one character. Mm. In a fictional medieval... Actually, I think how he did it, it was... The idea of it was people from, like, then who had been transported to, like, medieval times and you'd play your oh. sort of yourself. Medi- in... See, I, I don't remember that. But the bit I remember is mm. where they used to, they had a postal game going where they would run... They were each, like, lords of different... Yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that Blackmore, Blackmore, yeah. yeah. I think yeah, it's yeah. Blackmore. I could be totally wrong. I might be... It rings a bell. Yeah. Someone, someone will know. Um, and then, like... Uh, they just turned it into this uh, thing that they again they apparently how they come up with the name is they just had like they wanted to have the you know, the and like the amber sand and they just had like just a list of fantasy words <laughs> and Dungeons and Dragons like was that, the one. It is a bit about how Engelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel I like I was Dungeons less. Dungeons and Dragons in, is a perfect. It's yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, like I was less infor- informative than I uh, intended to be talking about that. <laughs> Sword and Sorcery is a great um, yeah. game as well that I keep on telling people to play and no. Well, can you play on an iPhone? You can get it on an iPhone. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's, it. it's called Sword and Sorcery. Sorcery spelled S W I R. Yes, that's yeah. why I couldn't um, find it originally. And it's yeah, uh, yeah it's great. Um, it's been described as like a prog rock album you can hang out in. Okay, um, I am fucking sold. But it's uh, it's it's on its surface, it looks like a. Um, uh, kind of point and click ish. Tom Souls. Ish. Um, kind of Zelda style, like kind of Silent Warrior yeah. wandering around. Um, just the soundtrack's incredible and it's so well made, but there's stuff in that game I want to talk about, but I don't want to spoil will, it. And yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. Like that. It's yeah. later than you can come back we'll on. We'll come back and do a Sword yeah, of Good one I like called Sorcery, which is designed written by Steve Jackson. Yeah, it's an old one of the old two drone adventure books. Yeah, yeah, and that's really good fun. Like, and that that properly feels like a old pen and paper role playing game. You know, yeah, yeah. The spells in that work quite well. You've got a spell book, and then you um, every spell is a three letter word. And if you cast a spell, you go into this other screen where there's like you get a choice of three letters, but there's multiple choices for each letter, and you have to make the spell using those. Oh, letters. cool! That yeah, great. Yeah, it's good fun. I played. Um... I remember, did you play Death Trap Dungeon on the PlayStation 1? Where they yeah, I remember that's based on the yeah, it's Fighting Fantasy of, um, book. It's yeah. kind of like a Tomb Raider yeah. st- style game. That's... Well, there's a connection there because uh, um, Ian Livingston, I think it's Ian Livingston, who you know did that with, yeah, yeah. then with Steve Jackson, he was one of the main people at Idios who created oh, wow. Tomb Raider. I didn't know that. His, um, his Twitter is great to follow, by the way. He posts loads of old, um, like, just archive. Yeah, well, apparently apparently him and Steve Jackson and the other, like, original Games Workshop people still meet up and play games, apparently. Amazing. They still play, like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've got a couple of um, He's a Lone Wolf. millionaire as well. <laughs> is, that, is it Lone Wolf? Is that yeah, yeah, Lone Wolf. Yeah, yeah a few of them yeah. choose your own adventure ones, but... Uh, like most people that read a choose your own adventure book, I think most of us play it with like our hands spider oh, yeah, yeah, held. Yeah, like, because yeah, so, yeah, yeah. sometimes like it does things that happen like in those kind of old tough as nails RPGs. Where it's like, do you want to jump onto this carriage? Jumped onto this carriage. Oh, yeah. I fell and hit my head, and now I'm dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've totally gone off the track. Yeah, yeah. Well, horror, I, I, I was, I was going to say though, um, part of the fun for me with like those fantasy world and stuff though is just monsters like yeah. I'm fascinated with monsters oh the mon- old monster the, manual books and stuff so much brilliant. like just crazy ideas yeah. and stuff like that so like one of the best sort of monster manual books is is the one for the the fighting fantasy books for the advanced fighting fantasy role playing game it's called Out of the Pit yeah I've got it upstairs I'll show you afterwards and it's um, it's basically just a list of all the monsters that appear in fighting fantasy books with all their stats to use them oh, in amazing. the amazing oh nice and it is brilliant. They are, it's just so good. Because yeah. that's what I like with that sort of stuff is you can just steal and rip off anything. It, oh, does, it, does, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You can find a stealing them all. You, you, you could. You, oh, I've set it off all my loot. <laughs> uh, but you get uh, all those. Um, like you can, you know, adapt stats or whatever mm. for other things. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all pretty. So I, I really like that aesthetic. Um, or just the sort of do anything. A lot of when it comes to a lot of like. A, tabletop gaming now it all seems a bit like set like you sort of mm-hmm. you have to use those models to play that game you have to it's all a bit like no, right, yeah we, I'm, my but, D&D yeah. group is not like that at all that's good like, yeah. we use the core cool rules but our DM at the moment is really fucking into writing this campaign so yeah. he's written this whole overarching campaign that mm. is nothing to do with any of the current like 
storylines from Wizards. It's yeah, his yeah. Own doing that's the best way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, like I've, ne- I never, I've never, I've run role playing games. I've never done a pre-written book. I've can, always done my own ones. I can see the appeal of it because yeah. I, uh, I used to write my own ones as well. But then I played the pre-written one that comes with um, the Five E starter set. Yeah, and there was just this level of detail that I could, I couldn't have achieved yeah. by my, by myself. You yeah. know, like having that just made the world feel so much richer yeah but then actually when i'm not dm i've realized i'm, I'm not as good a dm as like other people in my group and mm. when someone does it who's really fucking into it it's as good as I, yeah I, i've reached a weird stage with mine where we've done too many kind of like standalone missions that what everyone's kind of ready for is to kind of tuck into like a yeah, slightly like a longer campaign. adventure yeah. but they've obviously still done these previous missions so it's now gonna have to be like kind of molded into this weird hybrid of like i've made some of it up i've pilfered some yeah, of it yeah. from here and stuff yeah. which is fine but it's uh yeah yeah so i don't know it's a bit of a task for me to kind of go like oh, okay we're actually gonna have to build like a big adventure because we yeah. probably only play like once maybe every like two three months yeah. but like it's it's odd how vivid well it's, it's nice in a way when like players are talking it's like oh their memories are so vivid yeah, and yeah. where they were before and where they've been that like i don't know i've been caught out a few times where it's like oh well i've still got that thing from last time like what do yeah, i do with oh, this God. yeah i i um ruined the ending of the last big campaign I did because I've totally forgotten I'd given them like a poison dart and yeah. I let them come up on like the big bad when he hadn't noticed yeah. them so the guy was like I'll just I'll blow dart him and then like, they one shotted the big villain and slit his throat while he was asleep I'm <laughs> like oh, that's probably about two hours shaved off the game <laughs> <laughs> because to bring it back as a horror have yeah, you ever played sorry, any horror yeah. role playing games like no I haven't I've been wanting to play the one where it's Jenga uh, it oh Dread yeah, 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 yeah I've got the rules for that I've never played it but that seems like a brilliant that's, idea. That's free, isn't it? You just download them offline, Dread. I'm sure. Is it? Sure oh, yeah, it is, yeah. Just yeah, yeah. hang a little bit. Oh. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah. <laughs> no, it is, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, that seems like a really clever idea of having like a Jenga tower because it just builds tension, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, um, That's really good. I used to play a lot of Call of Cthulhu. Um, I've... Um, my when I was in Wales, we got yeah. our characters ready, but never yeah. quite got to. Um, oh, that's a shame. Because my that's character, good sanity. Seemed, my character seemed really funny. He was like, uh, he was going to be a photography student that got drafted into World War One, and then um, the idea was sometime during that war, he kind of uh, made. He, he came out of the war claiming to be a doctor. <laughs> yeah. And cool. then he was going to be like addicted to Laudanum as well. Nice. <laughs> nice. It was like, oh, that just seemed like a fun yeah. character. That's very, like, kind of like yeah, slightly yeah. charlatan, yeah. slightly yeah, on edge. Like, yeah. yeah, no, that's, um, and that's really good. I've, I mentioned it before, but Slasher Flick yeah. is brilliant because it, it, like, it um, replicates those that genre of films perfectly. Is, is like that it. your home base as a horror? What slasher movies? Is that, and stuff? Where, is that where you lie? Or yeah, mate, I probably they're probably my favourite sort. When it comes to like the more schlocky horror, like my favourite film ever made is The Thing, mm. John Carpenter's The Thing. Um, that is far from schlocky. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. when it came out, it was a flop. It was seen as a joke. Um, it, it was nominated for Razzies and stuff. People in the past were fucking idiots. <laughs> it came out the same week as ET, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, you know, which was originally um, going to be a horror film. Yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised. When I watched E.T. E. as a kid, oh, yeah, yeah. I'd be like shit scared. <coughs> and then by the end of the film, I loved E.T. So I'd cry when he mm. like got ill and that. And then I'd uh, 
Yeah, and then I'd forget that that's how I felt about him. And then when I'd watch the film again, I'd be like, oh, this is terrifying when he first arrived. If you're like a tiny kid and you see that, oh, God. Yeah, no, it is. It's a sort of shot from a child's I think that's sort of the idea, though, isn't it? Yeah. To be a bit like... Oh, I've got yeah. a confession to make. Yeah. I am not... I have no fondness for E.T. You're an idiot, mate. I appreciate this good film, but I may have I've only seen it once or twice. Oh, E.T.'s brilliant. There's a bit at the beginning where they're playing Dungeons & Dragons. Is it? Yeah. Maybe oh. I like it now. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, but like uh, Slasher Flick, the role-playing game, yeah. again, like it does replicate those films perfectly. It feels like you're playing Friday the 13th or whatever, Amazing. and it, it's great. I'd love to... I've, I've run a few games of it with people that aren't into horror films. I've run games of it with people that you know, know their shit. Yeah. And it's always fun. Like you, you know, It rewards you in-game for doing genre-specific things. Oh, so, 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 you know, like you have two characters, at least two characters as well, because so your characters aren't going to die. Um, and it rewards you in game for like going to investigate the noise outside, or like ah. yeah, you know, saying "Oh, I'll be right back" and things like that. You know, like yeah, doing the genre specific things is really good. But then you ask me like my uh, preferred genre of horror movie, yeah, probably slasher movies. Really, like I love um, even the really shit ones, like you know, like the sort of Friday the Thirteenth sequels and Nightmare on Three sequels and See, stuff. I can't, like. I, my threshold is too I can't deal with stuff like that I'm just like what because it's too like I can't I can't, sort of there's very few gross films, I, no there's very few films I can enjoy that have that so bad it's good factor but like, for me it's not even an irony like I don't like it oh, because okay. it's bad I, I just like them because I've not seen any yeah, yeah. of these no, they are series, bad yeah. Like, yeah but again like when we watch Demons for your yeah, podcast yeah. I don't think I put across the point that there's I don't like it in an ironic way or anything yeah yeah I just like, I think they're good films okay like I, I, think, yeah, I enjoy them. Demons. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I enjoy watching, watching them. I enjoy like they're slocky and silly, but I think uh, they don't pretend to be anything but that. Okay. You know what I mean? That's cool then. Yeah, yeah. It's dumb and fun. I was sort of young, dumb, and full, full of, of fun. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but like I was sort of the only, under the impression that a lot of those films people liked because in a sort of troll two way. Yeah, a lot of people do. Yeah, yeah. But I don't I I personally No, no, no. I again <laughs> I find I always find it weird when people watch films to like sneer at them. I find that a bit Yeah, that is very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lee Ashcroft. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't I'm, even listen to this. <laughs> yeah, I'm joking. I, I really like his wrong film club though. That's yeah. good yeah. fun. But it's uh, uh, there's there's a difference though, like he says his films aren't bad films, they're wrong films, is how he describes yeah. it. He's showing Team America his next one, isn't he? Is he? And that is oh, a, a fucking film. brilliant well, film. Well, I think yeah. he normally shows... There's a double bill, I think he shows... A double bill yeah, yeah. with something like... Something that's kind of horrendous and then something that's like good, but, but matches, odd or yeah. yeah. They used to do that in college, didn't they? The good, the bad, and when they play, they oh, play yeah, like a good yeah. film. But I can't remember they what... They did Spinal Tap and Showgirls, I think. Yeah, 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 that's the only one I remember. Showgirls. Yeah. Showgirls. 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 That's an atrocious film. It really is bad. Yeah. And Spinal Tap, one of the best films ever made. So, yeah, yeah, that film is incredible. Yeah. Spinal Tap. Absolutely perfect, yeah. But I think The Thing's perfect. So. The Thing, the I thing agree. Yeah, like I said, yeah, that is my favourite film yeah. ever made. I... Or that or Robocop. I can never... <sighs> Robocop's also good, yeah. yeah like... I prefer The Thing. I think the thing is like I don't know. Some, when I've already watched Robocop, I'm like, oh yeah, this is my favourite film. I think. Um, <laughs> then when I watch the thing, I'm like, oh, this is this is my favourite film. And then when I watch American Werewolf in London, I'm like, oh, this is my favourite. Also, film. I, um, Robocop. My iPhone. My name on my iPhone is uh, Robocop. Uh, is it 
it's part man, part machine, all cop. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. for you, like Siri, rather like addresses me that <laughs> I, I, for my own amusement. I make mine call me Captain. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you could do this with yeah, yeah. Siri. You That's can, amazing. Get it to name yourself. You could get I'm Siri out. Hey Siri. Who am I? <laughs> I hope I picked that up. I hope you picked that up. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, a couple of weeks back when we were on about Alien. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had the delight of uh, watching the thing with Maria, who hadn't seen it before and didn't oh. know anything that was going oh, to happen. What did, and what did it you was think? so much fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, we we had like a blast, but yeah. like it was it was like amazing because like I've seen that film so much now. That yeah, yeah. I know what's going to happen. I know what the thing looks like, and like I, one of my favorite things to do is watch the thing with people that have no idea yeah, yeah. what's going to happen because they couldn't guess. No, no, there's no, no yeah, way yeah, you yeah, guess yeah. what's going to happen. So like, yeah, yeah, if you go into that totally cold, not knowing so for want of a better word, like it's a pun and it's saying the Antarctic going cold, <laughs> going cold. Yeah. Yeah. But like you were. Uh, like not knowing anything about it must be amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and every time I see that film, it's just—it's such a testament to that era of filmmaking yeah. as well. Oh, that like, just, yeah. you know, uh, we, you know, I'm sure we're not the first persons to say it, but you know, CGI should be used as a. It's it's it's, it's overused yeah, now. Where there's yeah. and actually like it's it's sad as well because that making those prosthetics and stuff is becoming a lost a lost art, and I think it works better with the brain because you see a you see something that's made out of latex or whatever and even if you can tell it's fake yeah it's still real in the universe of the film but it's something in, in the world that yeah 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 it's like, yeah. it's like cgi doesn't have weight you know that's fake you know, also, like I, always, you, sorry, I, was I was just to say like, if you watch like theater or something <laughs> and they use a mask or they use a stick as a gun you accept that in the context of yeah. what you're watching that it's real but with like you know, like if you go look at something that's like so CGI heavy, like you're being asked to accept things that like the actors on set don't accept is real, yeah. and, and that there is a level of belief and a level of um, there, there's something to do with like uh, like not everyone. It's like when you role play as a group, you're mm. kind of imagining the same thing. Yeah. There's a level of that missing, I think, yeah. with with some CGI stuff. Like you know, yeah, yeah. like I think. Um, I was talking the other day um, about how I think the fellowship of the Lord of the Rings films nails that balance perfect yeah. and I think yeah, yeah. I haven't seen extended Return of the King but by the time you get to Return of the King it's starting to lose yeah. some There's of not that as much of it but again that's because they're doing bigger things yeah, yeah of course, of course. course. Well, Isengard was done with a lot of miniatures yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. like Moon is a really good example of that mm-hmm. as well where it's like CGI has been used to enhance what's actually there yeah you know? CGI is one colour in the palette and if you just use mm, that yeah. it's going gonna, it's gonna well, to so I think it's ruined a lot when I used to watch like horror movies and special effects films when I was a kid yeah. you would watch it and think how have they done that how have they made yeah. that yeah. now you think oh, I've just done a computer yeah, you know what he, I mean like, yeah, it's got rid of that he, sort of again I used to watch things like The Thing and just think how how is that possible how well, can you man, make that that story behind The Thing Rob Bottin sent mm. himself insane yeah, yeah. building like yeah. The, the table with the chest that yeah. was open that's to me. I I enjoy that as much as the films, like knowing yeah. those behind the scenes stories, and especially with something like Star Wars, 
I am yeah. in love with the making of Star Wars probably a little bit more than I'm actually <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the films themselves. Yeah, yeah definitely. Know? Yeah, it's just, it's, he's, well, he's a weird man, George Lucas, isn't he? Because Star Wars, he's George Lucas, the risk taker, the... Mm. Like you know the um, well, he was still you know, he's risk making taker in the prequels. It just didn't pay off. You know, well, yeah. it's a different form of risk, I suppose. But yeah, 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 that you know, building all of that, and you know, part of what makes those first Star Wars films great is that that look and yeah, how it's you know, and the fact that it's it's all puzzle solving as well, which I find fascinating. Yeah. Is it's like oh, you want to which. I, I, I really like and I think that's a really fun element of filmmaking is it's like oh well you want to achieve this and to make people see this but that's impossible so how do you make that happen yeah, like yeah. um the have any of you seen the making of the labyrinth the there's like a maybe a 30 or hour minute yeah. documentary yeah. that's great because that's just full of like yeah. backstage like well how can we do this with puppets and well, like, just fucking Jim Henson's yeah, workshop Jim Henson, man. that is a whole other level of genius yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. but the fucking Muppets riding bikes like, how, <laughs> how how like that's him going right let's do this yeah. and then finding a way of making it real that guy oh who, Jim Henson was he's one a of fucking the most, genius he's one of the most, yeah. most beautiful people that has ever yeah. lived Jim Henson if you want to cry at any point yeah. watch his memorial thing. I'm getting world up now yeah. like, thinking like, about that him. is oh. oh man like yeah, yeah. fucking hell yeah, George Lucas, man. <laughs> but it's it's a weird thing, though, the whole CGI thing, because I watched Pacific Rim recently, and it was the first time I'd seen it since the cinema, and like, I, I liked watching it on the big screen, but it's like, yeah, like it, it'd be a bit hard for me to not like Pacific Rim, because it's massive robots, massive monsters, yeah, yeah, and it's directed yeah. by Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Like, you know, it might as well be called A Film for Carl. <laughs> Except for, um, there's one of, a big problem, I, I think, with the film is there's three white men at the front of the film that all kind of look the same yeah. and it's a bit weird I don't understand why they just didn't cast one of them with like dark hair or something like <laughs> yeah. it's like it's a little it's bit weird extenders, isn't it? yeah there's yeah, loads yeah. of like buff there's like three buff white yeah. men in it I've but... only seen Pacific Rim once and I, I think it's because I'm colour blind but I yeah. find it really really difficult to follow like the fight scenes I've got no fucking idea oh, what's well, going on well I was going to say yeah. that what I like about that film is it's almost the anti-Transformers where Transformers, you have this just fucking massive CGI shit just moving around really quickly. So fast, you can't tell it? what the fuck's going on. It's all hot. It's like nauseating. Like I saw the first Transformers movie, I was just like, well, that was just annoying. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't seen any of the others, but um, like with that, with Pacific Rim, what I like is um, you know, it is like CGI and stuff, but those robots like move with such weight. And, yeah. Like it feels yeah. real, and I think you know, and look at like Pixar and stuff. Is it's a shame like. There is stuff to be done with CGI that's incredible, but yeah, it's a shame that it's. Well, I think it it's coming more into its own. As, uh, it's, like, I mean, there was a point where it first came about, and people just went nuts with it because yeah. it was like, oh, I can do anything with a computer, and it, yeah, just, yeah. it went insane. But I think now it's getting. <laughs> you, obviously, technology is getting better, so it looks better, and it's getting used like in the right way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. More often now. But then again, there's people like Del Toro who want to be going to actually using practical effects. Yeah. Like Pacific Rim, there are actually a lot of practical yeah, effects. Yeah, yeah. There's a scene where one of the robots fist punches through a building and yeah. you know, knocks the Newton's cradle. Yeah, yeah. That's like something ridiculous, like 80% practical. Amazing. Because yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I think um, Mr. Wink uh, in Hellboy 2, do you, do you remember that yeah, character? Yeah. He's like, uh, it's the like elf guys. And he had like, the big like, bomb. He's got like, like, the yeah. metal. Oh, yeah. oh, like, God, like yeah. that thing is like, it's a guy in a suit, it's animatronics. And like, like when I watched Hellboy 2 again recently, I thought like, man, you know what? Like, 
we could have had an awesome Ninja Turtle film. Like, <laughs> yeah. like actually, like the prosthetics from the original Ninja Turtle film. So Jim now, Henson. like, you, yeah, but now, like, you could you could make it again, and it, it, not make it again, but you you could do another Ninja Turtle, and instead you've got those like weird ones that look like Shrek, those yeah. weird Shreks, and it's it's you know the fact that. They like, need to put a Shrek in it, don't they? They're like, t- <laughs> they're like ten foot. They're ten foot tall and they're really aggressive. You know what? And... It's like I've got no fucking interest in the no. Turtles film because I, I, I loved it as a kid. I was fucking obsessed, obsessed with it. But is it Michael Bay they've given it to? Well, he's, he's the producer. Producing. Yeah, yeah. But even so, like, I don't want him anywhere near that. You know. Yeah. Well, like, it's, Not it's, anything, again, really. you, you can understand the logic. Transformers made a load of money. That's based on yeah. the kids' toy yeah, and TV yeah. series. So. It, make, it makes sense, but it's just yeah. Last time I watched Shelby, I was like, man, imagine how good like like making all of those. Yeah, that's stuff me. That I think that's brilliant. Hellboy Two is a it's a masterpiece. Yeah, it's one it's one of my favourite films. Yeah. There's, there's the bit in it where like he fights that elemental, the sort of yeah, that yeah. big yeah. sort of tree elemental thing, and when he kills it, it's genuinely like, yeah. oh, man, that's well, like yeah. quite heartbreaking. What was great like, in that yeah. film is the villain's right. Yeah, the villain's right, and you can understand and his he used motivation to be and his goal. <laughs> Where, and it's cool as well. Like what I like with that film is it seems like because um, he made it after Pan's Labyrinth, which was a bit more of a like personal film. Yeah. Is it almost yeah. feels like a, like a fun B side to Pan's Labyrinth? It, yeah, you're right. Like it, it yeah. like it, it works equally as well as a sequel to the first Hellboy film and mm. a kind of fun sequel to Pan's Labyrinth. It's almost like he had all this extra stuff left yeah. over and yeah. all of these weird... Uh, well, I think he had think... more um, like freedom to make yeah. crazy monsters. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think with the first Hellboy film, there's not really that many monsters no, in it. No. I think Hellboy 1 is, is Mike Magnolia's Hellboy and Hellboy 2 is Benicio de... <laughs> I think um, I think Lewis Walker would uh, disagree with you. I think yeah, yeah, he's, he's a big yeah. Hellboy oh, fan. Really? Yeah. He's, oh, really? Okay. Like, yeah. like, movie Hellboy is different, very different. But, is different, but I think I've read that, Hellboy, but that yeah. one... Is based more on a Hellboy comic. Oh, really? Than, Hellboy 2? No, Hellboy 1 is based yeah, yeah, more yeah, yeah. on a comic and stuff, but I think um, like the feel of it is still different. I think there, I think there's there's stuff in that first Hellboy film where I watched it again fairly recently and I was like, this feels really D&D-like. Yeah. Like, there's that bit where they go into the... It's really cool where he has the... Um, like the the corpse on his back, yeah, guiding yeah, him, and they go yeah. into a dungeon. And there's yeah, traps, and then true, I was like, yeah, "This yeah. is fucking awesome! They should get him to do a D and yeah. D movie." But that's mad. Though. Yeah. Like, think about like that's Ron Perlman in like massive Hellboy makeup with a yeah. massive yeah. with his prosthetic Hellboy hand, and he's carrying on his back yeah, yeah. like an animatronic yeah. puppet thing. Yeah. It's just yeah. great, and well, the, it's even though you know it's not real, it's it's got that reality to it because yeah. it's there. Yeah, it's, exactly. It, they, they, they invented things for that film yeah, to yeah. solve problems like the Samael um, it's, I think it's on the back of its head it's yeah, like yeah. The, the tentacles yeah. there was someone who sat down and invented a computer program to control um, like hydraulic wires to wow. make them all move at different rates like that's what I love about that problem solving in films yeah, yeah. it's so often people have to just build something that's yeah. never been built before to do it you know like um well, the thing has loads of shots that are in reverse, don't yeah. it? Which, yeah. which, uh, that's an effect I love. Where it's yeah, like, Evil oh, Dead. How, is how do you make yeah. something throw something out? Like, yeah. Just reverse it. Exactly. It's like an amazing, simple solution. What, yeah. It's incredible. What would you say were the like the, the best special effects films? Like the, the thing. thing is up there, obviously. The thing, um, the thing. Empire Strikes Back. Oh man, yeah, yeah those, those walkers. But like, I, yeah. listening to the. There's, there's really good fan-made documentaries for all three of the original Star films, the Star Wars films, where they like merged together the films with all of the uh, interviews from across the like the last forty yeah, years. Yeah. 
and listening to some of the fucking work they had to do, particularly for Cloud City, mm. where it was going to be like a light background and the snow as well was like that. Yeah, yeah. The work they had to do to get that looking as good as it did was yeah. mind-blowing. You know what film, um, I'm not putting it out as the best special <laughs> effects movie ever, but you know the first Alien vs. Predator film? Yeah. There is a lot of work in there in like prosthetics yeah, yeah. and The second one like as well. The second one's got a lot of... Um, yeah, there's, there's I mean, a lot of like... dreadful films. Yeah, it's, but, it's yeah. like... like I, I don't know, like... I've, whatever trying to get that to work or like I don't really care but like I think like as a um, but I think like the effort that's gone into that film on like um, that level of like the stuff they've made and stuff there's a lot yeah. of real stuff you're looking at there it's a shame that it's kind of poor, poorly executed yeah it's a good uh the Alien films have a tradition of, of like, amazing yeah. effects. Like the armor yeah. in Alien Two, where the crew personalized it, or like the the Bishop animatronic in Alien Three, so so impressive. Yeah, yeah. Like I, Adam Savage talking about how incredible that animatronic is, and they made the massive mistake of lying him on a table. Yeah. So yeah. everyone just assumed it was it was um, in Mark the, yeah. head through the table. Yeah, yeah. It was a fully functioning. Wow. Animatronic. The uh, making of of all those films are really good. The Aliens yeah. one. There's um, Aliens. There's where they, there's some really good reverse shots in Aliens, actually, where they know the bit where the facehugger's chasing them around. Yeah, yeah. A lot of that's done reverse, like, photography, and it looks amazing. There's something about that weird sort of reverse look that looks really creepy, like... Mm. Yeah. I think, for me, one of the best special effects scenes in anything is the transformation scene in American Wolf in London. <sighs> well, yeah, yeah, of like, course. Because yeah. the best thing about that, it's so harshly lit, whereas the thing... A lot of the yeah. special effects is hidden in dark lighting, and they covered it in KY jelly. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Um, and like, but like American Wolf in London, there's this like it's all in like a brightly lit room. There's nothing covering him. He is in the middle of the room, turning into yeah. a werewolf, and that is so. It's so well done. It's well, an amazing it's, film as well. Like oh, it's, it's, it's like <laughs> crazy. Like like you know, people say, um, uh, oh, there's only like a certain number of stories in the yeah, world yeah. isn't there but there's like man versus himself man versus the environment man versus god and then there's the American werewolf in London <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, like, I don't, there's nothing really like it it's, yeah, it's... my favourite dream sequence in a film is an American is that the one that or the big Lebowski is the one where he's watching the Muppets and the stormtroopers kick in yeah. and it's a it's a double, double dream yeah, yeah, isn't it double that, dream. that and all the one in the big Lebowski where he's uh, bowling, bowling yeah, yeah. King cool, yeah. no um, American werewolf in London that is probably the film I've seen more than any other film I think I've still not watched it I need to see it it's insane man it's one of those milestone films for special effects isn't it it's Mm. like that Star Wars Empire Strikes Back Mm. and then the next one is young Sherlock Holmes yeah because that was yeah yeah, had the um, first CGI character CGI character with the stained glass window that came out yeah yeah have you seen Starship Troopers recently? Not recently, but yeah, I have. the yeah, effects, yeah. The effects like hold up. Yeah. well. that, that film's film. brilliant. That I film, think that film's great. That film's got like, yeah, that, that film's like amazing. Um, I, I think it's Fearhaven, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Is I think his satire is better in the Troopers than it is in Robocop. I, I think Robocop I enjoy more as a film. I think, but um, I think some of his Starship satire Troopers I think is a bit on the nose. Yeah, I think it's, uh, Starship Troopers yeah. is more on the nose yeah. than Robocop. Yeah. Like, there's no way you can watch Starship Troopers on any other level than it being a parody. Well, the book, though, isn't, is no, it? No, the book is sort of quite fascist. I have to stop reading. <laughs> it's sort of, it's like that, all those sort of stuff, but without the irony. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. It's a bit like, mm, like I sort of disagree with everything in yeah, this. Um, yeah. But like the, um, but Robocop, as an action movie, is standard on its own, absolutely fucking brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As like satire, absolutely fucking brilliant. 
as like a special effects movie, absolutely fucking brilliant. Just as a retelling so, yeah. of the story of Christ. As the, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. very important that the death be very graphic. <laughs> it's like a brutal Paul Verhoeven. It's Jesus. It's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, I think the special effects in uh, Starship Troopers like, yeah. held up as well. You they know, did a lot of practical you, enough. There's a yeah, lot of practical. A good, there's, there's a mix a of, of CG, like, early yeah, CGI yeah. as well. But there's a bit, um, yeah, a bit where one of the like. They call them bugs, don't they? Yeah. One of them comes up through the thing and takes that guy's legs off. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So I remember like that scene where he's like his legs are removed and the flesh is all flapping around. And I think like, oh, like when I first watched that as a kid, I was like, oh, he's got sand in that. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. Oh. Yeah. It's not the fact that they've just been That's ripped a, off by a monster. Yeah. It's just oh sand. A, in that. Oh. a good bit of flappy skin in a, in <laughs> is in American Wolf in London. Nowhere like you've not seen it. Where like Jack comes back and he's talking to him. Hey, can I have a piece of toast? Yeah, and he's just got that horrible, like flappy uh, bit of like flesh coming off of him, and it's proper gross. I like horrible. it when he goes to the uh, cinema and there's the uh, the other couple he's murdered. Yeah, yeah. And they're really like. <laughs> yeah, there's all the people like are gonna ruin it. It's not gonna ruin it. Like there's there's a bit where he goes Why to like a porno it? cinema. Yeah. And uh, like he. Uh, he, he's like all the people that he's killed as a werewolf all their sort of like ghosts basically are sitting there in this porno theater talking yeah. to him basically just having a like basically telling him to kill himself like his friends saying like the only way to stop the curse of being a werewolf is to kill yourself and they're like yeah kill yourself and they're like <laughs> being really light hearted about oh you can jump in front of a train or you can do this like, yeah, it's, yeah so, brilliant film so I'm gonna have to watch it it's one oh, of my favourite favourite movie movie cliches is uh, the main character going to hide out in the cinema cinema yeah. actually there's a story about Robocop which um which is in the little booklet on the DVD where they like apparently um, there was like someone running away from the police and they ran through a cinema and got so engrossed with the film they stopped and watched the film and then got caught. Brilliant. <laughs> so catching criminals in, in the real world. Exactly. Well, yeah, yeah, he is half half man, half machine, all cop in real life as well. Um, hearing you talk about Starship Troopers reminded me of Ender's Game. Have you guys seen the film they made of that recently? Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. What did you think of it? Well, well, I, average. I've got quite into it, I think. I watched yeah. it on a bus and I saw the start <laughs> and I fell asleep and then I woke up and I was like, what happened? And then someone told me what happened and I was like, oh yeah, yeah I guess that's it. I really enjoyed it, you know, a good bit of Harrison Ford. It's just a shame, like, like you were saying about the fascistic source material, like Orson Scott Card who wrote Ender's Game is like, a massive yeah, homophobe. Yeah, yeah. And then you realise, oh, he's choose. Cho- I know it's not um, intentional, but he's chosen to call the main villains buggers. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you can separate the art from the person. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you have to. Yeah. And on that note, we best draw things to a close. Yes, we got to get your train. Oh yeah. Anyway, thank you, thank you for, for that, yeah, Carl. Cheers, that was really oh, good. Um, no, thanks for having me on and letting me wax lyrical. That's all right. That was good. Um, yeah, that was good cool. fun. Anyway, thank you for listening. Yeah, um, and we'll we'll hear you'll hear us next week. That's what I was trying to say. You will Sound. Test. Test. Stickles. Test. Toast. Test. Toast. Test. Toast. What's that from? Toast. Toast. Is it from Toast of Toast. The dwarf? Is it Toast of What about if I do this? Toast. 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 And imagine there's a little line on my wrist that's going up and down.
Not got it yet? No. What about if I go red wire, blue wire? No? I've no idea. I can't, what, other ones can, what other ones can I drop from that that might make you get it? Um, oh. Ground force. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Toast, toast, toast. Red wire, blue wire. Um, oh, I can't, can't do it. What is it? Imagine me, like, imagine me sweating. Oh, I'm sweating, but I can't sweat in this environment that I am in. But I am sweating, so in order to combat the sweating, I have to catch the sweat. Just before it hits the thing that I can't sweat on. Or oh, is it Mission Impossible? It's Mission Impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mission yeah, Impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> They've got a little there, yeah, when he's practicing breaking yeah. in, there's a, there's a sound thing. Yeah, and the, the I remember. The Jean Renault chooses to say, it's toast. Yeah, I do remember that bit. Well, like if that, you man. remember, it's the only word he can speak in English in that film. They're all like, but where, where's the bomb? And all he's saying is toast, toast. <laughs> and a load of French words. And Tom Cruise gets angry. So what happened and, to Mission uh, Impossible? No, it's made all that last bit up. Up until then, it was true. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was about, like, I've never watched one 